Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We love our dogs. They love to race. Head to lovegreyhounds.org.nz for everything New Zealand greyhounds. You're listening to Dog Speed on SENZ. And a very good morning. The dogs indeed are talking. The dogs are barking for quite a wee while there. We do apologise for a few issues that we're having at the moment, technical issues which uh, are in the process of being sorted. And so you've uh, missed probably 10 minutes or so of, of Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook on dog speed chatting about the week that was. And I wanted to chat to Andy about that because he has been calling at uh, Eddington the four meetings. Trevor Wilkes, the uh, regular commentator, is away for a fortnight. Andy's stepping in there and you know, four race meetings in a week. I mean, I used to do three and um, travel up and down the country a bit, but um, it's a lot of dogs to call in a week. So I was just interested to have a chat to Andy about that, also about some of the uh, better performances of the week. And I was going to chat about one or two good performances at the Manawatu, where I uh, called a couple of meetings during the week. And the best thing that happened on Friday was a very fast 410-metre run by a dog called Big Time Ripper. He ran the second fastest 410 of all time there in a 22 and 91. And not many go under the 23 seconds. In fact, only three to date. And Typhoon Tim ran 23 flat. Anyhow, we're underway now, and that's the main thing. And you've got me at this stage but no Andy McCook, but that could change very shortly, we hope so. So again, our apologies for that. But our key interview guest this morning is with us now, and his name is Thane Green. And we want to have a decent chat to Thane this morning for a few reasons. But of course, we're going to review last week's Group 1 meeting at Monaco. We had the Auckland Cup, and we had the Railway Sprint. Now, Thane Green has won an Auckland Cup in the past, and he's also won a few silver collars too. Uh, just for the record. But the other key race, of course, at Monaco during the year is the Group 1 Railway Sprint. And Thane had never won that. Well, he has now, because Golden Fern did it last year. Just before I come to Thane, I think, Andy, we've linked up with you, mate. We've got the the two tin cans linked with a string. So good morning to you. (laughs) Welcome to Dog Speed. Yeah, good morning, Rosso. Good morning, everybody tuning in for uh, this morning's show. Got to love technical difficulties, Rosso. It's all part and parcel of it. And when you have live radio and live TV, these things sometimes happen. But now we're in business, we're away, and we're about to talk to uh, a legend in Thane Green. I get the feeling, too, that people probably think that normally, obviously, we're on at 11 o'clock in the morning. And because of the cricket today, uh, SCNZ are covering the cricket. The uh, White Ferns up against Australia, a critical match in the uh, the World Cup that's being played in New Zealand at the moment, we have been moved early. And I suspect people think we just slept in, but that is absolutely not the case, I can assure you. One man who never sleeps in, even though we can say that he is an octogenarian, and that is Thane Green. Thane, good morning. Thanks for joining the show. Good morning, Mark. Now, Thane, um, we were about to speak to you at 8.15, and we're, it's 8.17. So the main thing is you're the, you're the key feature of our show this morning, and we're really pleased to have you on. 
and just delighted to see the victory last week of Golden Fern for your first railway sprint win ever. Just tell me, look, what 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 does that actually mean to you? You've won the Silver Collar, what three three times? Uh, you've won the Auckland Cup. What did it mean to you at this stage of your involvement in greyhound racing to win the railway there at Monaco? Well, it was a, a great thrill to win it with, um, well, basically unexpected, um, lowest graded dog in the race. and uh, But, uh, no, it's still a thrill to win races and um, it's the adrenaline rush that you get from any race. But winning a, winning a group race is uh, just that much extra. Thane, tell us about the dog Golden Fern. Um, he's he's nearly three. Uh, he's won nine now of 43. He hadn't won in quite a while. I think he'd gone 27 starts without a win. But you qualified this dog back in January of 2021. So um, when when did you get him, and what was the process of that? Um, I bought him in Australia um, at 12 months of age. He'd just been broken in. Um, brought him over and uh, left him until he was uh, um, matured enough to uh, to go to the races. And um, from there, uh, that's history now. It certainly is. Um, look, class four going into it, as you say, so he was the lowest graded dog, but he'd earned the right to be there, obviously. Um, the ownership... Thane, Greensmith, Pomeroy, McLeod Syndicate. I am familiar with a couple of them. Can you tell us about the owners? Yeah, um, McLeod is uh, uh, Ken McLeod. Um, he's uh, been training for him for a number of years. Um, the others are well known. Um, he's probably the uh, one that people don't know. Um He's uh, a very good supporter of our kennels. He's got a couple of other dogs with us, and uh, he's a, a great uh, follower of greyhounds. He has has got a a greyhound as pet at home, which is about fourteen years old. Wow, uh, the Pomeroy, um, my uh, my old friend Greg Pomeroy, who. Um trained a number of dogs over the years as well I understand and uh, and the Smith family you've had a close association with yeah well the Smiths are actually um, my neighbors now they uh, they bought a property off me and uh, the kennels are actually at my on my land and um, Mark and John uh, help out they um, do the feeding in the morning and night because I live at the beach and I go over most days, um, but my health hasn't been that great, and uh, we've um, we've got a good hand um, helping with uh, Danielle uh, Elder and um, Mark and John. So uh, I, I just issue the instructions basically because uh, I struggle a bit at the moment. You're sorry to hear that, Thane, but um, obviously we uh, we share each of these triumphs with you and uh, and your wife Dorothy. I know who was uh, who's very emotional after the win as well. Uh, Andy McCook, I'll bring you in here because the race itself. Look, Golden Fern. I think he got to to forty to one with the book. He paid twenty seven the tote, but Andy um, from the run itself, 
I mean, if you freeze the race after about uh, 100 metres, you're not labelling Golden Fern the winner either. No, no, he was uh, he was long in the market. And uh, Thane, it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Talk us through the run because, as Rosso said, he, he sort of made a good enough beginning, but he had a pretty decent greyhound in front of him. And gee, to be fair, he was just able to bury him late. Yeah, um, I, I, from viewing the race, I thought he jumped better than he did. Um, then he got into a bit of trouble on the bend, but uh, as soon as he got to the front, um, I was pretty confident. He he runs home very strong, and he had run home strong in the uh, in the heat to finish second. Um, yeah, he did pay good money, but he paid forty one on fixed odds and. Uh, my mates in Sydney backed him in Sydney at 71s. That's outstanding stuff, Dane. That's what we love to hear. The bookies just copping a little bit of a hiding off him. And we saw him race on Thursday at Cambridge. Thane, I think he was the only greyhound to have a start between heat and final. Was it a, a little bit of a nerve-wracking watch, hoping he got around in one piece to, to, take his, uh, to take his spot in the group one on Sunday? Yeah, well, um, I mean, uh, knowing what I know now, um, I wouldn't have started him at Waikato, but uh, I didn't think that he'd he'd qualify. Um, he was just coming back from injury, and uh, I thought he needed a little bit more work. Um, and uh, I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have nominated him for Waikato, um, but. Uh, that's what happens. I didn't think he could qualify for the railway, so uh, I was giving him another run. And, uh, yeah, I had uh, my heart in my mouth hoping that he got round satisfactorily, and uh, he was probably helped by the fact he didn't jump, so he just tailed the field for a long way. Ended up being a blessing in disguise because, gee, he was uh, ready to rock and roll come finals day. Of course, we've seen him race at Cambridge on Thursday as well. Uh, Thane, where is he heading to next? Um, he's he's going to have a couple of weeks out, and uh, then he'll start back at Auckland, uh, probably um, in a couple of weeks' time. Of course, as Ros I said a little bit earlier, we have seen you obviously win Group Ones. Does it take a little bit of pressure off when they are a little bit of a, a roughy in the market? Does that make it a little bit easier in the the week preceding the final? No, I don't think so. Um, you're in a final, and uh, you know, you're down to the last eight. There's a lot of other dogs gone home and uh, not there. So it's just a uh, a privilege, really, to get into the last eight. Well, Thane, of course, uh, Golden Fern isn't the uh, the only dog in your kennel. And you've got uh, four greyhounds in today. And uh, I'm actually calling the meeting today, so I wouldn't mind just quickly running through them and uh, checking out your chances, if that's OK. Start race one. Uh, dog number three, Lochness Bray, in the maiden sprint. Yeah, um, she's a problem. Um, she hasn't been good enough to win a race, um, but she's a, a good place getter. Um, today's field, um, if she jumped, um, she could uh, she could surprise. Thane, in race three, uh, dog number two, Loyal Redeemer. Uh, he won for you first up at uh, Monaco uh, in New Zealand, which was a very good run because he was slow out and he had to muscle his way through the middle, which he did. And uh, 
the commentator on the day one, Andy McCook, was uh, was pretty impressed with Loyal Redeemer. What have you made of the two runs from him since, and how do you see his chances in race three today? He's just been a bit disappointing. Um, he did get into a lot of trouble, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I thought he'd go better on Thursday at Waikato. He didn't. Um, so we'll just see what he does today, um, and uh, we may turn him out. Okay, we'll take notes on him. Uh, in race number six, Thane, uh, Hurricane Bob drawn up the outside. Uh, won at Cambridge recently, which got him through to a final when he ran fifth in that final uh, on Thursday at Cambridge. How will he go from the outside draw in the sixth? Uh, I don't think the outside draw is going to hurt him. Um, hoping for a, a better run today and uh, uh, could could be in the money. And in race number 10, Thane, uh, Fernando Charm, who... Um, Recently downgraded to Class 3. She's nearly 4, but she's won 10 races. Back in Class 3, do you rate her a chance? Uh, not really, Mark. Um, I think this could be her last run. Uh, she's been she's been a good dog for the syndicate and, um, and owned by uh, the Mount Wellington TAB, and they've had a terrific time with her. So uh, I think it might be just the time to uh, retire Okay, well, here's hoping that she um, she goes out on a reasonable note today, Fernando Charm, if that's the case. Thane, sounds like uh, you just might need a, a little bit of luck with your forerunners today to get in the money. Uh, certainly, yeah. That's, that's pretty good prediction. <laughs> hey, um, look, um, now you've got a railway, uh, you, you, you've pretty much done it all, uh, Thane, but you still enjoy, obviously, training the greyhounds and, and are you still you know looking for, for more greyhounds to the future? Oh, yeah. Um, well, it gives me something to do, Mark. Um, but as I said, uh, it's a team behind me now at the moment, and um, I'm uh, indebted to them. Um, as I said, I issue the instructions, um, and they follow them, so that's great. Well, Thane, um, would very much like to talk to you after the break about the administration side of the, the sport. You are in the uh, in the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Hall of Fame, and some of that is to do with exploits of the Greyhounds you've trained on the track, but much of it is to do with your time at administration at a national level, obviously at a regional level with Auckland as well. So coming up here on Dog Speed in association with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. We love our Greyhounds. They love to race. Back with Thane Green shortly. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook. And our guest this morning is uh, Thane Green. We've talked to Thane about uh, his success last Sunday at Monaco in the Group 1 railway sprint with a dog called Golden Fern. As I referred to prior to the break, Thane is in the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Hall of Fame. And uh, Thane has done a lot over the decades for the sport of Greyhound Racing in New Zealand at a, uh, at a national level and also... Uh, at a regional level. Thanus, we welcome you back in here. I just want to go back over some key moments in greyhound racing and how you see things now, essentially. But as I understand it, um, you brought your business acumen to, to greyhound racing administration. Is that something that you always intended to do? Um, no, no, not really, but um, it started off... Um, uh, 
with the Greyhound representatives on the racing board and um, I was asked to stand and uh, I, that's where I basically um, kicked off uh, with the administration side of it um, and, and for the Greyhound code. There were some very big moments in greyhound racing and i got involved sort of in the mid 80s and um it was in the infancy of tab betting at that stage which had only been granted uh in i think it was 1981 um and you and obviously a few other people had uh, a fair bit to do with that was that the most critical thing that you ever were involved in do you think in terms of the future of greyhound racing and, and where it's been able to get to yeah, definitely, Mark. Um, I had 25 years on the on the board, um, and uh, it kicked off. Um, I worked under five different chairmen in that time. Uh, Jack Bennett was the first one, and um, he was uh, outstanding. Um, unfortunately, he got replaced in a political movement, and uh, never got the never got the credit that he was due for. Uh, for all racing, and um, at that time, Mark Mike Gobber was uh, was the secretary. Okay, so what was the, the sort of the key factor in being able to get uh, full TAB betting granted on Greyhound Racing? Uh, and given that's in my lifetime, I still like to think that it's actually relatively new. So. Obviously, um, legislation had to be passed through Parliament, and that's no easy task. No, um, there was a lot of work done on that by the late Sam Fletcher, and um, yeah, a lot of people put a lot of effort into getting it. Um, but as I said, um, I think Greyhound Racing um, can thank um, uh, Bennett for. Uh, Jack Bennett for what he did for us. Um, he was uh, a very positive mover in uh, getting us on course and um, he then uh, said that we'd done a good enough job to get that far and uh, that we should be given the opportunity for full tote. And did you expect at that time thing that you would see a day where we race as often as we do now? Uh, no, no, didn't uh, didn't see that um, coming at all. Um, but uh, there was also, as you re- as you knew, Mark, um, when we had on course, um, you know, we had a we had a club in Wellington doing a hundred thousand a night. <clears throat> um, those days uh, looked pretty good, and uh, but neither uh, code. I mean, uh, trots were doing a hundred thousand at Alexandra Park on a Friday night. Um, you know, those those were good days, um, but uh, they passed. They have. The landscapes changed significantly. Do you see what we have at the moment as a positive thing? And that is obviously, you know, a lot of racing and enough racing to certainly support professional trainers, which in the past we had far more hobby trainers. Um, Do you see us going forward from where we are or is there a bit of a reset coming or, you know, 
where would you like to see greyhound racing go at this stage well basically you know we're go- we're going pretty good and um you know one of the major things that the nz jra have done is animal welfare um as you know everybody's aware we were having problems um with, with the new homing and the new injury things that nz jra involved um they're going forward very well um from a racing point of view um i just hope we don't get an overkill um we're making really good progress against the other two codes <clears throat> with turnovers but i uh, have got a feeling that we uh we might just be getting to the stage that we don't want any more races than what we've currently got. Yes, well, uh, Andy McCook, my fellow co-host, called four meetings at Christchurch this week, which is, of course, uh, the norm for there uh, these days. In terms of where you are in the north there, uh, Thane, obviously you've had uh, major involvement with the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club over the years, and it's been a place that uh, a club that's moved around uh, a great deal in terms of venue, but um, uh, getting the setup you've got at Monaco, and I know you were very instrumental there in, in, in organising a, a number of, of deals and, and for making it profitable. Was that move to Monaco the most critical thing ever for the Auckland Club? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, once I, uh, once I lost Mount Smart and you had to travel to... Um, uh, Hamilton um, and to come back and uh, have a setup which is is the only um, greyhound track in New Zealand that doesn't share it with other codes and uh, that's a great benefit. Um, one of the uh, object, uh, one of the oppositions to racing on um, other uh, venues with codes uh, is that is the possibility of always having problems between the uh, between the two codes? Mm. Um, Same. Before we let you go, um, there is the uh, the Sunline Trophy on at Monaco today. It's a race you have something to do with, of course, uh, named after your uh, the thoroughbred, the great thoroughbred, uh, the legendary racing hall of fame. Both sides of the Tasman thoroughbred Sunline that you uh, that you part owned, and uh, I believe you and Dorothy are behind that race, the Sunline Trophy today. Yes, um, the club um, put on this race. Uh, we got a donate, a cup donated um, from some people uh, who um, who uh, were associated with greyhounds, but their parents were, and uh, they donated the club uh, the cup, which is valued at thirty five thousand. It's the most beautiful cup you've seen engraved. Um, and and, and uh, that so Dorothy and I decided to sponsor a race um, at the club. The club put up extra money, and uh, it's for race dogs that have raced um, maidens uh, one two and two grade uh, over the period the three months period previous, and it's on a points basis. Excellent, Thane. Well, look, thank you for that. Thank you for your contribution to Greyhound Racing. Thank you for your contribution to Dog Speed this morning. We wish you well today with your Greyhounds at Monaco. I'd love to call one home if I don't sometime in the future. And all the best with Golden Fern in the future too. Thanks very much. Thank you.
That is uh, Thane Green. He's in the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Hall of Fame. Um, the things that he was able to achieve in his uh, quarter of a century on various boards at national level are uh, fighting for the Greyhound Code. Uh, we are indebted to him. You with Dog Speed, grnz.co.nz. Check it out. Also, check out uh, lovegreyhounds.org.nz. There's just some uh, wonderful videos on there of greyhounds and some gorgeous puppies. We're going to talk to another living legend shortly on Dog Speed. His name is Dave Fahey. He is the co trainer of Opawa Superstar, the superstar in New Zealand greyhound racing, alongside no keeper, I probably have to say. Auckland Cup winning trainer Dave Fahey shortly on Dog Speed. And we are in the home straight on Gold Speed this morning. We have discussed the Group 1 Railway Sprint Final from last weekend at Monaco on Sunday. The $80,000 Auckland Cup Final was taken out by Opawa Superstar Andy McCook. As I come to you, we're going to invite in Dave Fahey, co-trainer of Opawa Superstar. We talked to him last week. He was as confident as you could be about a rising star, but gee whiz, hasn't this dog really set New Zealand Greyhound Racing alight? And he's only just two years old. He certainly has, Rosso. He's uh, potentially one of the best-named greyhounds we've ever seen. They've nailed it tough from a very early stage, been able to call on this. Dave, welcome into the show, and uh, firstly, congratulations with not only winning the Cup with Opawa Superstar, but quinellering the race as well. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was a big thrill. Yeah, I bet it was, Dave. Talk us through the run. Superstar, he came up with box number three. He was uh, pre-post favourite for it, and he was able to get off the lids clean. So must have been a relatively easy watch for you. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, his probably biggest downfall early on was he wasn't the greatest beginner, but uh, the last three starts he's really nailed it and um, makes him a great all-round package now. Going into the back straight, he was uh, clear in front, Opawa Wayne chasing. Gee, it must be a great watch uh, as a trainer going into the back of one of the biggest group ones in the country, thinking you're at half a chance or three-quarters of a chance of running the Quinn. Yeah, it definitely was, yeah. And this, I noticed the, third, well, the dog was running third and the back wasn't the strongest either, so uh, it was looking pretty good, all right. Talk us through, Dave, what it's like training a greyhound like Opawa Superstar. Obviously, there's a, a, a fair bit of hype around him. Everybody knows how good he is. Does it add pressure with the record he's got to you and Gene to, to keep him winning? Uh, it does, but um, it doesn't seem to affect me so much these days. So, uh, yeah, no, it's pretty easy, really. Obviously, he's got some uh, more big targets in front of him, Dave. Firstly, how did he come through the cup? And, uh, and secondly, where's he off to next? Yeah, he was fine. And then um, on Monday afternoon, he was a bit lame for, until the morning. And then uh, it must have been a bit of cramp or something. I'm not sure what it was. I couldn't find that wrong with him. And then uh, yeah, later on Tuesday, as good as gold. So he's, he's all good now. And we're having a first gallop. He's just been walking to his first gallop again tomorrow morning. Where does he head to next? Obviously, the derby coming up will be his next main aim. He'll probably have a start before then. It's, I think it's three or four weeks away, so um, have a start somewhere, and then, uh, yeah, the derby will be the next target, main target, yeah. Of course, he's owned by uh, Alan Davidson and the Opawa Racing Limited, and G Cup Day was a, a decent one for them. Corey bookending the programme with a couple of Opawas and Quinella in the Cup. It must have been good for... Uh, for Alan and uh, the Opawa Racing Limited, the entire team involved? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, they really deserve it. And um, it's a good time for Graham, who's not the best at the moment. So, uh, 
yeah, it'll be thrill for them. Yeah, I bet it's uh, it's always uh, good when the dogs are going good. Also on the day, Dave, we uh, we saw you win the Auckland Stayers Cup with hairpin trigger, and that must have been a bit of a thrill as well, getting around and getting the lead and being able to win over the extremes. Yeah, that was a nice happy of that one. Um, she was really unlucky in the silver collar. She was running right into it and uh, running into a brick wall. I think she ran fourth in the end. But, uh, yeah, I thought she might have run second on that with a bit of luck, so it was good to pick up that one. Got to be decent for her moving forward. The staying ranks outside of keeper, not overly strong at the moment. So we're heading forward to this year's collar. She's in a pretty good spot at the moment. Yeah, she'll definitely be uh, taking part in the heats. And uh, she's a bit hard to follow sometimes. But uh, when she puts the best foot forward, she uh, she's really strong and can run at the distance great. Speaking about stars, Dave, we saw uh, one of your best stars for a wee while race on Friday, and I believe it's the last time we see him go around. He went out a, a winner in that student loan, and always good to see them go out on a high. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, great. Yeah, good thrill with him winning his last race. He, uh, he's been a nightmare to, for a punter over the over the three or three years he's been racing, and um, but when he puts it all together, he's as good as anyone, and. Um, he had everything in his favour on Friday with the uh, box one, and he goes a really good fresh as well, and then goes seems to go off a bit after that for a while, and then freshen him up, and he comes back good. But uh, quite often at the moment, he doesn't feel like running at home. He's given some impression that he's had enough, so uh, it was great winning his last race. Talk us through what it's like being training a dog like him, Dave. Obviously, in, in terms of raw ability, he was probably one of the best stayers we had in the country for a long term. And as you said, sometimes he didn't always put his best paw forward, but we saw him win Group uh, Group 1 in the New Zealand Stayers Cup, so he was obviously good enough. What's it like as a, as a trainer having a greyhound like that, that you know if he wants to turn up, he'll be going home with the uh, the winning check, but uh, half the time he doesn't? Yeah, very frustrating, actually. Uh, just know his ability. Uh, he... Um, it's a blaze. It's a blaze. It's a blaze. We, um, a couple of times you ran second to him, and um, he w- would have been a lot stronger run home in quick times. And um, he, he just got so much ability, but we didn't get on the rail and handy. He just didn't want to know. So you know, it was very frustrating at times. But he, really, also we know um, how much. Yeah. Rosso, we know how much you love your stayers, and I'm sure you enjoyed watching our student loan over his career as well. <laughs> oh, I did, Andy, but I felt the frustration of of Dave and other punters at times too. And uh, and obviously, when you're analysing a race, and I got him wrong a few times, many times actually. Um, but analysing a race on the telly, he's one of those dogs could make you absolutely look sick because if you put him on top, he could run a shocker, and and, and the reverse obviously applied as well, Dave. But uh, are the other ones that make you great trainers, aren't they? Not just the uh, power superstars. I mean, how would I go with a power superstar, Dave? Are they good, good dogs, easy to train? Oh, I'm pretty sure you'd be right, Mark. <laughs> You're a bit of talent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, I tell you what, I could not handle the pressure, and that is a fact. I could yeah. not handle the pressure. It sounds like you've become attuned to it over the years, and good on you. You and Gene have earned it. Uh, Dave, just before we sign off, um, obviously Superstar uh, is a standout. You've got some really nice second-tier dogs. And look, Apawa Wayne, that was a fabulous run from him. And he's now won uh, 11 from 28, second in Auckland Cup. He, he won the heat, of course, and he did that in quite dramatic fashion. How good's Wayne? 
Oh, he's 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 got getting better all the time. He uh he was a wee bit uh wasn't the strongest start was, but he's really he's strengthened up now as well, and um he, he'll be really suited to the uh, four five seven the derby distance. Get him. Uh, actually, that was the best he's ever begun as well on um, Sunday, and but his middle sections, yeah, really quick middle section. So um, yeah, four five seven's right up his alley. So he'll put a bit of pressure on Superstar in the derby. So uh, should be a good race. Oh, indeed, it should, Dave. Um, look, he's only two as well, of course. Thanks for your time again, Dave. Look forward to catching up with you in the future on Dog Speed. Good job. Thanks, guys. Dave Fahey there, ladies and gentlemen. The co-trainer with his wife, Jean, of Opawa Superstar. The winner now of 19 of 25, two Group 1s, third in a New Zealand Cup as well. Andy, well, we made a poor beginning out of the boxes this morning. We do apologise to listeners for that, but we got through the remainder of the show and we ran right through the line like Student Loan used to. Andy, how's your week looking ahead? Yeah, we ran through the line like student loan on a good day. Uh, that was uh, good. You know, busy week ahead again, four meetings at Addington, Trev away for another week. So, uh, yeah, we'll go home, knuckle into a bit of form and try and find a winner or two and improve on this last week's tipping effort that's been a little bit plain. <laughs> uh, no problem, Andy. Uh, I am going to be calling the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club meeting at Monaco this afternoon. Uh, first of 12 races there at 1.05. Hopefully I've sorted something out that comes out on top. We shall see. Now thanks to Thane and to Dave this morning. And for those who got us to air, we'll be at a touch late. Dog speed to you all. We'll be back next week. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.